103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner, broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Coach's Corner, where coaches come to get great food and to talk directly to you about their teams and the student-athletes that make those teams go. We've got an exciting show lined up for you this evening. I'm Terrence Arner, your host this evening, and we want to start things off with a, a bit of sad news, if you would, out of Red's country. It was confirmed earlier today by the Cincinnati Reds that Tom Browning uh, passed away earlier today, often referred to as Mr. Perfect. Browning pitched a perfect no-hitter against uh, the Dodgers back September 16, 1988, uh, one of some uh, 23 complete games in Major League history. More importantly, the only complete game. Uh, only perfect game, excuse me, um, in Cincinnati Reds history. And Tom Browning was 62 years old. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors for contributing and making this broadcast possible. Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern REMC, Hurt Nelco, and the Cater County Memorial Hospital. As always, a good show lined up for you today. We'll be speaking uh, with the head coach of the Batesville Archery Team, first for us here on the show this year, Coach Michael Weiler. We'll also speak with Milan's basketball head coach, Matthew Pickerel, as well as the Bulldogs head coach, Aaron Gare. But first, let's kick things off just down the road. From St. Leon, it's the East Central Trojans head basketball coach, David Disbro. Coach, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Coach, it's been a uh, an interesting start for you and your club this year. It's the first time we've had a chance to chat, so uh, kind of bring us up to speed in terms of talk to, talk to us about your club. What's your makeup, seniors, sophomores? What do you got this year? Uh, 17 kids on the varsity and JV. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's an 18th that he tore his ACL this summer. Oh, wow. Um, two of those guys are freshmen. Two of that, those guys are seniors, and the rest are sophomores and juniors. Young. Very young, very inexperienced, and not a lot of time so far to get ready. Sure. Because uh, we started out the season for about – it was about three weeks where we practiced with nine guys. Right. Because – I mean, I don't know if this is like most teams or if it's not like most teams. I mean, I, I know Batesville doesn't have a lot of football players playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Columbus North of the world, uh, Whiteland got to start playing while their football team was still in the state finals. We did not, and we had to push games back right? because eight of those 17 guys wow. are football players. And football shape and basketball shape might be a little different. It is. It is. And, you know, it's uh, it's a quick turnaround, right. and, and it's it's – it's backing up games and it's putting games together. And um, of, of, of our varsity team, mm-hmm. we haven't had our seven or eight that we think are varsity players right. together at all so far Wow! since we got the football guys out. Um, we've had some injuries. We've had some sickness. 
and it just continues right. to get us today because we still didn't have everybody there today. And then add on top of that, you know, you guys are East Central. You, you know, you, you pretty much own this conference for, for, you know, for any number of years. And your team, talk to me about the mental aspect of your players knowing every night, home or away, you're going to get that other team's best shot because, let's face it, they want to take down East Central. Sure, I think especially in southeastern Indiana. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, there, there's there's some people and some schools that we don't play against anymore. Right. Uh, we'll still see those guys some in the summer, but I think you're right. When you talk about southeastern any teams that are going to play East Central and right. about anything they're going to play you in, right. you're going to get their best shot. Right. Yeah, because they want to beat the big school Yeah. in southeastern Indiana. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys uh, start out a little bit slow, but of course, you talked about all the reasons why. With uh, with the extended football season, kind of puts you a little bit um, behind uh, the eight ball. Saturday night was the first uh, chance that I got a chance to see you guys play this season. Uh, the uh, I like to call it the double. The girls play in the morning uh, versus Batesville, and in the evening on that same day, the uh, the boys play. Um, that was a, a highly contested game. Again, you expect to see that every every night. Uh, Paisanka, he just a sophomore, right? Correct. Wow, he uh, he can fill up the cup when he needs to, right? Yeah, he's he's uh, of the of the kids that we're playing at the varsity level right mm-hmm. now. Carson is the guy that has the most experience as a sophomore. Wow. playing varsity basketball. Um, we had six seniors last year. Mm-hmm. And I would say five of those guys were our top five. Right. Um, they started just about every game until we ran into a little bit of uh, um, injury bug late in the year. Right. But that six senior played a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Carson and Dylan Maxwell, mm-hmm. who you saw play, and then Ryan Brotherton were those guys that played some of that time right. last year. So. Of the, of the guys that you're talking about from last year to this year and the guys that are still with us, they were sixth, seventh, eighth men, and they weren't – they didn't have near the, the, the same responsibilities right. this year that they did last year. All right. That's incredible growth then in just one year. Yeah, Carson, Carson um, he, he, he has played really well for us these first four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played a lot of minutes. Uh, we ask him to do a lot. Sure. And uh, D- Dylan's the same way. Um, right. And those two guys, you know, if you're going to watch us play, you're probably going to point to those two guys and say those those are two of your better players. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's talk about the sideline a little bit. I felt like it was probably a unique circumstance. You being, you, you know, in your entirety of your career at East Central, uh, Coach Garrett at Batesville, exact same thing. So you guys have seen each other, brought teams head to head a lot, right? Yeah. How was that? You know, what, um, is, what is that like being able to go up against a, a, a coach that's been doing it just as long as, not just as long. You're 23 years, I think, something like that. It's and a I, long time. And yeah. I think Coach Garrett said his 15th year. So, what's that like? I've I've been at East Central for 33. And I think – or 32 or 33. I, I lose track. Uh, and then I, I was lucky enough to be a JV coach for six years before that at East Central. Right. Uh, I coached the freshman team one year before that, and I coached the seventh grade team the year before that. So eight years before I got the varsity basketball job, I had been at East Central. Yeah. And, and I'm a local guy. I mean, yeah. I grew up in Dearborn County, went to South Dearborn. Um, 
it's it's I think in in our conference in the EIAC especially yes. when it used to be where we used to play each other twice mm-hmm. but still today they coaches are good coaches yeah they scout well right they know what you can do they know who your kids are they know what you probably really like to do mm-hmm. um, so I, I have a lot of good friends that are in our conference right um, you know we do things outside of basketball together there you go um i still want to beat <laughs> carrie brown and i right. still want to beat aaron garrett right. and, you know i want to beat all those guys but uh, I, I like hanging out with those guys and doing mm-hmm. some other things besides basketball with those guys i think you, you always know that you're going to get their best shot and right. i think you know that they're they're very good coaches mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of probably familiar familiarity and and uh some consistency there mm-hmm. but um you, you kind of know what you're going to get right Right, but uh, I I really enjoy coaching in this part and living in this part of the state. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I, I would I would agree with that. Good, good basketball. You know what? And not just basketball. I think there's good sports in southeastern Indiana. You you clearly saw that on display with the way the football, football. seasons went. And sure, you know Dearborn County. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and and there's been many years that that same has played out in basketball too. Yeah, and you could even say that about men's and women's soccer. You yeah. can say that about baseball and and uh, softball yes. and swimming. You can you can go right down the list yeah. and the, the the teams in the conference, the teams mm-hmm. in the IEC, those eight teams, they're pretty competitive, and you see them advancing in the tournament in a lot of different sports. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So so in terms of advancing, what's next up? What do you guys got on the slate here going towards the holidays? Okay, so we had to push at least two games back with the football season. It might have been three. Mm-hmm. And what we had done uh, our previous two years was we had a little Christmas tournament okay. that didn't – we couldn't really get it off the ground this year. Right. So we had some Ohio teams – Ohio has a rule where you can't play two games in one day during your season. Okay. Now, with COVID, they let them do that. But with everything starting to right. somewhat get back to normal, in, in boys and girls basketball in, in Ohio, you cannot play two games in one day. Okay. So we we had a one-dayer. Uh, I had Talawanda mm-hmm. and Aiken, both from the Cincinnati area, that were both interested in playing in our tournament. Okay. When we found out that the OHSA rule said that they couldn't do that, mm. they both still wanted to play us. Okay. So we are going to play them in separate days over Christmas break. Okay. And then we have usually Shelbyville at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. They are playing the girls regional on the same Saturday when we were supposed to play at Shelbyville. So that is a rescheduled game for this Thursday. Right. So we have Aiken Tuesday tomorrow night. We have Shelbyville Thursday night. And then we'll play Talawanda uh, on Wednesday, and then we come back pretty busy, and we'll have Newport on Tuesday. We'll have Rushville, our first conference game on Friday, and then we play Ross, Ohio, on Saturday wow. of that week. Coming back to school uh, for the second semester, and I'm sure the players love that more games in practice. Well, I know my <laughs> wife doesn't necessarily like the games over Christmas, and, right. and I'm sure some of our parents don't. But right. and, and it's it's nice to give them a little bit of time off. But sure. For us, it just feels like. We've had so much time off, yeah, and we did give them some time off with the football guys not being out there. Right, it's kind of time to go to work for us. I see it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, I've always, coach, I've always marvelled at you guys's uh, non-conference schedule. Always a tough, tough non-conference schedule. And if I talk to any coach in any sport, they're all going to tell me the same thing. They want to make sure they can peak at the right time. 
you know, in your case, right in, ter- you know, when tournament play begins. How important is that tough non-conference schedule in terms of getting your team ready for, for tournament? Very play? important. Yeah. And what I'll tell you about that is, is for an East Central, at least in boys basketball, sometimes it's hard also mm-hmm. to find teams to play yeah. in the area. And then if you start saying, okay, well, let's go get, let's go get a Shelbyville or a yeah. Franklin or a Whiteland or a Ron Colley, you know, I'm talking Southside, Indianapolis. They don't necessarily want to play us, right? Because how many schools are in their radius? Yeah, they don't want to drive an hour and a half right. every other year to come see us. So I was talking to Aaron and Andy and Blaine and and uh, uh, all the baseball guys. Uh, before the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And what we've ended up doing is we've ended up playing a lot of those Cincinnati schools because they're close yep. and because they're looking for those non-conference games also. Mm-hmm. Some people in Indiana don't like to go to Ohio much because it gets a little bit more physical. But yep. we feel like to play in a 4A sectional, we're going to see a more physical yeah. uh, sectional. Um, we always try to get our sectional teams on our non-conference, but it was always hard with Bloomington South and Bloomington North. Right. They're no longer there, so we picked up Whiteland for next year, okay. and the only team that we don't have on there right now is Franklin. Mm. So we've got Columbus North, Columbus East, Shelbyville, um, Whiteland, and I'm missing one. There's one more. But we've got five, five, four of the five yeah. on there, and we don't have Franklin. So maybe I did I did name all four. Yeah, yeah. Good, good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Well, yeah, I, I I would agree with that, and and I uh, I hope you guys can continue to do that. You know, get those those non conference games because yes, it, it seems it seems like like you said when you get this because it's a it's a tough sectional, and when you get to sectional play. I think it, you start to see that, and so especially, like you said, especially if you can get one of those uh, ahead of time, so you can play them before yeah. you have to play them in, in in the section for sure. And, and like you know, sometimes with the Bloomingtons, sometimes it was okay that they hadn't seen us, right? But it's still, I think it defeats the purpose a little bit of like what Indiana high school basketball is, because our fans and our players, and mm-hmm. sometimes even our coaches. They don't know a lot about right. Bloomington South or Bloomington North. Now they're no longer in our sectional, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. But um, you know, now it's Franklin and uh, Shelbyville and Columbus East and Columbus North. Right on. All right, coach. I got one last question yes, for you, and it probably really doesn't even apply to you. But let's pretend I'm an incoming freshman. I've got no affiliation with any sport, but I want to get involved and. You and I are walking down the hallway. What's your thirty-second pitch? What what would as as a as a student athlete? What am I going to get out of East Central basketball? Well, I I think you're going to get even to this day. I still have a I have a lot of kids that coach for me that mm-hmm. have played for me. Right. Uh, I have a lot of kids that you know I still get to golf with, and they show up at our golf outing, and they're calling for advice, or I'm giving them a letter of recommendation. Right. We've got a lot of ex-players that are coaches but i think in the whatever i've been there the 30 some years Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a big family right and and there's a lot of support there um 
and it's it's a good time. It's fun. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. There you go. I mean, let's let's be real. You probably only you probably only have to say see Central basketball. And like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> uh, I wish it was more like that. I really do. I really do. Well, Coach, listen. Good luck to you um, the rest of the way. We will probably reach back out to you because I would like to catch up with you right before the tournament. Sounds great. See how things are going. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Absolutely. Again, all the best of luck the rest of the way. I thank you. Thank All you very right. much. That was head coach Dave Disbro of the East Central Trojans. Uh, there'll be an action throughout Christmas break, um, games throughout the Southeast, including Ohio. Definitely check them out. We've got more Coach's Corner coming up here in just a bit after a word from our sponsor on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values, you and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before now and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner continues. Here on WRBI, and we are live at Ison's Family Pizza, downtown Batesville on George Street. Drive by, blow your horn, wave at us, let us know you're listening. We just spoke with head coach Dave Disbro of the East Central Trojans. Those guys are still in search of the first win of the season, uh, but I got a feeling it's coming up really, really soon. Um, as they go throughout the rest of their schedule, let's change gears here a little bit move from basketball and go to archery we have the head coach of batesville archery michael weiler coach weiler thanks for joining us on the program well thanks for having me thanks for having me 
So you, I will, I will tell you, you are the first uh, coach that I spoke to this season from archery. I won't even begin to pretend like I know everything about <laughs> archery. Um, uh, so I'm glad to have you on, and I uh, love the opportunity that we're going to have to shine some light on your program. Appreciate it. And the way I understand it, you're quite the program you have. You guys made a run to state last year. We did, yeah. Um, tell us about that. How did uh, uh, how that season went, and how you guys fared at state? Okay, well, appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah, last year our season, um, we we have a really big program, probably one of the biggest in the state. Okay. Um, I have uh, last year I had two hundred and forty four kids Stop. that competed. Yeah, it's quite the quite the team. Quite Whoa. the team. <laughs> well, I'm expecting twelve, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> sent two hundred. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I sent nine nine different teams to the state tournament. Oh. Um, Luckily for us, we uh, our intermediate school kids. We we actually start in fourth grade. Okay. So our intermediate school team, um, I believe, ended the end of the season at the eleventh at the mm-hmm. state tournament. Our middle school team um, ended up being our state champions. Wow. Um, they took first at the uh, at the middle school division, and then our high school team ended up taking state runner up. So they ended up finish um, finishing second. Um, at the state tournament that's phenomenal yeah it was a good year good year then we went on to nationals um which was held in louisville kentucky okay and uh had a good had a good showing down there as well so yeah that's kind of a long season coach let me ask you how many buses does it take to get 200 kids well you know uh we've uh we've decided not to use the bus service anymore it's uh, a good idea yeah (laughs) it it would be quite costly oh um but with all sincerity and seriousness um that is phenomenal and you mentioned that number, and I'm sorry, but I'm stuck on it. That is, what do you attribute to that kind of turnout? You say it's the largest in the area. What sure. do you attribute to those numbers? Well, you know, um, archery appeals to a lot of kids that may not necessarily do a lot of other athletics. Okay. Um, and being, you know, southeastern Indiana, we're kind of rural Indiana. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of kids like to hunt and, and do other things like that. So okay. I think uh, that's part of it. Um, and I do, you know, I, everybody jokes with me, but I do recruit a little bit with the, <laughs> with the PE teachers. They, keep, they actually teach in PE as well. Right. So, so, so you're in there and, scouting. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, so, as I mentioned to you, I, I won't even pretend I'm not as familiar with the sport of archery as I may be sure. a couple of others. So, talk to us a little bit about how those meets matches how does how does that work from a scoring standpoint how they put it all together sure make it make sense to us well what's really cool about um archery the the way we're doing it is through the national archeries and the school program okay um we're the after school program part of that and a a tournament runs um the students actually compete at 10 meters and 15 meters okay um they use everybody uses the exact same bow everybody uses the exact same arrows there's no sights or anything like that on okay. it, and um, they they shoot um, three. They call them ends and, at ten meters. And let me let me let me be clear. So when you say the same bow and the same, you don't mean the same type. You mean the exact same physical so piece of equipment. The kids all use the exact model, okay. make and model. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they shoot uh, three ends at ten meters. Mm-hmm. And then they shoot three ends at 15 meters. Okay. Um, a perfect score is 300. Okay. Kind of like bowling. Almost. Okay. All right. 
Um, and how scoring works is if you shoot the bullseye, it's in the we call it the yellow. Right. Um, the smallest circle is ten points. Okay. And then it goes nine points, which is a little bit bigger circle. Right. And then there's red, mm-hmm. and then that goes, you know, of course, eight, seven, sure. six, five, four, three, two, one. Sure. Okay. And of course, if you miss, it's it's zero. So <laughs> but that never happens. Um, we hope that it doesn't happen, but it does occasionally. Okay. It does occasionally. So okay. Um, so they do that at ten meters, and they do that again at fifteen meters. So these these meets. That's an all-day Saturday event, judging by the number of participants. I would assume. Well, so the way our the way our students come, they they come in a half hour before the tournament. Their their flight time, it's called. Okay. Um, and then they they get all their equipment ready. They get their scorecards and all of that. Okay. And then they actually compete. It takes about an hour, forty-five minutes to an hour, roughly. Mm-hmm. And then they're free to go for the day. Um, so mm-hmm. um, all of my ten coaches and myself, we all stay for the day and, and right. just kind of camp around and, sure, and sure. get everybody through so oh, okay yeah interesting interesting um and the season how how does uh how long is the season what are the month you guys are, you guys are already underway already started we are yeah, okay yeah so our season um i always i always tell the parents our season can go from october to march or it can go from october to june wow um just depending on how well we do in the season um but we usually try to go at least through march which is when our state tournament is okay um our heavy part of our season is just coming up january is when all of our um, qualifiers are for the state tournament Mm -hmm. so that's our heavy time of the year We'll, we'll really hit tournaments pretty much every weekend during that time frame now i want to imagine please correct me um the vast majority of these meets are indoor everything is indoor okay yeah Yeah. interesting even in even in march no no outdoor tournament even in march yeah there is an outdoor component um where they can shoot 3d targets that look like 3d animals sure um that you could actually do that um that's actually in August. The International Bow Hunting Organization actually has a, a big tournament that you can do that. But um, I don't know that many schools compete in that at this point. Okay. All right. Um, good deal. I, you know, I I got to tell you, you would be the one of the first. Most of the coaches that I've spoken to um, this year, uh, when we start talking about their numbers and they talk about how that COVID year really affected them, you don't seem to have been affected uh, very much we by the COVID weren't. year. We have uh, our program has pretty much grown every year since uh, we've been in, in existence for five years. Okay. Um, our first season we started out with seventy five kids and it's gone up every year. Um, well, so, taking yeah. kids to state might might yeah <laughs> might increase that number yet again. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that is awesome. That that really is awesome. I will give you the the open mic platform because it's uh, uh, again a sport that uh, a lot of us may not know much about. Although you don't need to because you got crazy numbers but uh, i'll give you the same question i asked coach disbro a few moments ago i'm an incoming freshman mm-hmm. well heck in this case maybe an incoming fourth grader even right. and i don't have an affiliation to a sport what would your pitch be to me to come out for archery well i think the big thing that i would pitch obviously is it's it, it it's for everyone i mean yeah. it can be a life sport um, you know, I have people that are in their 70s and 80s that I know that, that still compete. Right. Um, and, you know, for the kids, it's we make it fun. I mean, right. That's, that's part of it. Um, it is a long season. So as a matter of fact, tonight we were we were practicing and we were shooting Christmas ornaments. <laughs> you know, I always do. I try to do fun stuff right. um, throughout the year because it could get boring if just yeah. shooting, you know, over and over and over. So, you know, we've done Christmas ornaments and we do a trick or treat where the kids may have a trick or a treat mm-hmm. that they have to do or um, and then I 
also do things like um, I call them push-up practices where the kids actually do physical exercise in between and stuff like that. There but, you go. Um, but, yeah, I think the big thing for me on that pitch would be that, you know, we, we try to make it fun. Right and we also work around everything. You know, I work around basketball players. I work right. around wrestlers and football players, and you know, so that's and I think that's helped attribute to our numbers. I could I could see that. Um, the The sport does it require a lot of independent study, so to speak? Is there a lot that that these athletes are doing on their own um, in terms of preparing for for the season or preparing for for a mat, uh, a meet? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there is some. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the more that they they spend um, shooting in their basements or right. in garages or right. you know any of the local pro shops that are around, obviously the better they're going to get. Sure. Right. Um, we do provide you know two practices per week mm-hmm. for for each each age group. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do get a fair amount there, but. Um, but yeah, the more you the more you do it, the better you get. Kind of. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned age groups; they break it down in age groups. Do they also break it down by gender, or it's just age? Right. So um, that's a great question. So the way that they score um, a tournament is a team consists of up to twenty four kids. Okay. Um, they only score the top twelve. Um, okay. So the, there has to be eight from one gender and four from the other. Okay. So so we are co-ed. Oh, okay. Um, which makes it that might bring some, that might bring some more numbers out. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. All right. Well, good. To, well, coach, listen. I appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, this information. Um, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Of course, it is hard for me to wrap my head around 200 kids running back and forth with bows and arrows. But It's, it's, it's chaos, but it's organized <laughs> chaos is what I always say. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Coach, again, I greatly appreciate you spending the time. We will certainly reach out maybe around that March time when you're getting ready for, uh, for tournament play. Um, and, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you, you take one level take state, the next level – goes to runner-up we got big things expected this year right i'm I'm hopeful i'm hopeful good good well uh, we will definitely reach out later on coach thanks again for joining us on the corner thank you for having me all right that was head coach michael weiler with batesville archery we got more coaches corner coming up here in a few moments right here on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made-fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have Breadsticks Nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. Hurt Nelco, your local Lennox dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt Nelco, celebrating 50 years of business. Stop your stockings with savings on high-speed internet and more from Great Plains Communications. Connect with friends and family near and far. Stream your favorite holiday movies by the fire and shop till you drop online for those special gifts. Call 855-853-1483 or visit us online at gpcom.com slash holiday22 to learn more about holiday offers and speeds in your area. Offer valid on residential services only through 1-6-2023. Other limitations and restrictions may apply. 
Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Welcome back to Coach's Corner. Terrence Arney here from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. Just spoke to uh, head coach Michael Weiler of Batesville Archery and he is a good man, a better man than me to have some 200-plus kids with bows and arrows, 10 coaches. That's uh, that's an amazing undertaking, and, and good luck to those guys. Much more success. Uh, again, they took takes two teams uh, that competed on the state level and, either, again, competed on the national level after that. That's, uh, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. It sounds like a program that does have – a lot of fun. We want to thank our sponsors, uh, Great Plans Communications, Bruns, Gus Wheeler, Margaret Mary Health, and Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep for making this broadcast possible. Uh, now, let's change gears once again, move away from archery and back to men's basketball. In the hot seat is head coach Matthew Pickerel of Milan Basketball. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, we are uh, definitely glad to have you on. You guys had uh, two games last week, uh, a back-to-back NBA style, Friday and Saturday. Um, uh, a game, we'll start with uh, Thursday's game against Batesville. You guys were, <clears throat> I, I will tell you, it was the first time I'd seen you guys play uh, this season. And the, the first half, I was really, really impressed. And I even said it on the air. I, I looked to uh, uh, my partner on, on the broadcast and said, you know, their record does not at all speak to the level of activity, the fight, just the grittiness uh, that, that this team plays with. I was really, really impressed with uh, just the uh, the physical nature and just the grittiness that your team plays with. Right. That's something we're trying to instill in the guys early on this season is just to buy in on the defensive end, and that'll keep you in a lot of ball games. Uh, even if you're not shooting the ball that well or if the other team is a good matchup with you, if you can go out there and try to find their best players and hold them down and um, keep them from doing the things that make them comfortable or that they're going to try to rely on in their game plan, if you can remove some of that from them, then that's going to kind of level the playing field a little bit. Um, and just another thing we're trying to work on is just the rebounding part of it. Mm-hmm. We've been emphasizing offensive rebounding the whole off season, and now with the early in the season, we've been trying to get to the offensive boards and um, just trying to clean up defensive boards as well at this point. Yeah, the the, the part you mentioned about taking uh, their best player out of it, uh, you could you could really tell the concentrated focus when you played Batesville. Um, uh, uh, he did a really good job of fronting Cole Pride, 6'8". You know, he's going to draw a crowd just from his size alone. But I felt like during that first half, um, particularly, you guys did a really good job of denying him the entry pass. And um, I believe it's Rainier. I believe it's who you had guarding. Uh, Rory, Rory. Rory. Rory, I'm sorry. Yes, Rory. Right. Yeah, um, 
man, he really rose to the occasion and was up for the challenge. Yes, he did. Braden played a really good game, and it, uh, it's something we've been working on all week with trying to front, deny their post player. Uh, Pride's a very, he's a very good ball player. He can even step out and shoot a little bit. But we knew that everything he wanted to do inside, we had to make that really hard on him um, and also make it hard for their guards to get the ball to him, to not let him be comfortable in doing that. Um, and Braden did a good job of that. Alex Winger, who subbed in. Also did a good job being physical with him, and not, and not just fronting in the post, but making sure we had guys behind him right. who come over and help on a lob and then um, blocking him out. Overall, as a team, we didn't do a great job of rebounding at certain points in that game, but I thought we did a good job of keeping pride out of there. He, he didn't really hurt us on the rebounds as much as somebody that size could. Right. Now, <clears throat> you mentioned shooting the ball a little bit from outside, and that seemed to be what uh, really made that a game. Your three-point assassins um, were on display that night, and I, at one point it just seemed like threes were just raining in from everywhere. Uh, talk a little bit about your shooters. Uh, yeah, that's something that we kind of have picked up since Monrovia. Monrovia was the first game where we really hit a lot of outside shots. Uh, Mike and Norman have shot the ball well you know, for most of the season, um, but these last couple games we've had some guys, other guys step up and help him. Um, I know Cohen Rainier has been able to knock in quite a few threes here lately. Braden Roig knocked in a couple against Batesville. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of, he, he had, they had to guard him all over the floor. Braden did a really good job on offense, uh, kind of expanding his game and had a nice little breakout over these last two games for us. When we got to the second half of that game, and we, we uh, kind of alluded, or you kind of alluded to it in terms of <clears throat> um, pride, of course, his size. Um, and then they've got some other long play at long guards uh uh kaiser and and others and i think that that length from a defensive standpoint kind of changed the tide of the game didn't go the way that you wanted to in the second half um but then you turn right around a quick turnaround from uh you know uh from thursday to friday night and you take on east central now we had coach disborough on the program here earlier and one of the questions that we asked was what's it like every single night knowing that no matter who you play, particularly teams in the southeastern Indiana area, they're going to give you their best shot every single night. And there's no doubt uh, Milan gave them their best punch. Right, and I was really proud of the guys to see that, after, like you said, after a quick turnaround, um, a game we obviously wanted to win on Thursday. thought we played well enough oh, yeah. at, at times to be able to win that. Um, had some unfortunate you know, breaks in, in the second half. It didn't go our way. And as a game, we were still only down four mm-hmm. with two minutes to go against Batesville. So, yep. you know, you, a lot of teams would take that to be able to play, yep. you know, to play them that close um, and have a chance at the end. Just for the guys to be able to turn it around and come out against a bigger school, nobody's expecting us to win. Um, and just to be able to go out there and, like you said, play hard, play gritty, and play with a lot of energy. Um, and just play an exciting style of basketball for people to watch. And uh, there's a lot of energy in the gym on that night. And uh, I know the guys, you know, have really been soaking that up. And um, we just don't want to settle with that. You know, we want to keep on pushing and realizing this can be an every night type of thing for us. Not just every once in a while, like you said, give somebody our best shot and mm-hmm. see what happens. But every every single time we go out, like this is the expectation for what we can do. And with, with the guys that we have and the, the talent, I don't think there's any reason we can't do that. Speaking of expectations, of course, we've got the uh, Ripley County tournament um, coming up. Uh, the uh, the uh, the draw has already taken place. So, who who, who do you got? Did you guys draw there? South Ripley. So you got South Ripley in yep. the first round there. Um, it was only two years ago, if memory serves me right, that Milan won that uh, Ripley County tournament. Um, not not too not very 
far in, in recent memory. Um, what are your expectations there uh, as regards to the, uh, the Ripley County Tournament? Um, I think it's just like anything else. We're going in with the expectation of trying to go in there and win it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we can sell the guys on anything else. I don't think us as coaches can prepare for anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you just have to set those mm-hmm. expectations high and then look for a way to try to go and meet those goals. So if we're going to tell these guys, you know, we're going to go in here with the expectation of winning, then how do we prepare? How do we make sure the practices are to that point? How do we make sure our game plan, scouting report, and everything that we do is up to that standard and then try to go out there and play with, you know, energy and effort and then you have to make adjustments in game on the fly and uh, be able to adjust as coaches, be able to adjust as players and you know, to try to come out of there with a win. But I, I don't think we go in there with any other expectation than coming out of there with a trophy at the end of it. That's awesome. Um, what uh, what do you have in store for your club in terms of your schedule? Because, of course, you got holiday, and uh, but you still want to be able to get practice in there. So what does that schedule look like coming up here? Uh, yeah, we'll give the guys a couple of days off uh, for Christmas Eve and Christmas. Uh, obviously, having that over the weekend a little bit helps as well. Um, but I'll be traveling myself, uh, going out of town for Christmas. But then we come back and we have two days of practice, and then we head to Morristown for a holiday tournament up there. Um, and we'll play Covenant Christian in the first game of the tournament, and then either the winner or loser of Cascade and Morristown. Okay, so two two tournaments on the on the horizon for you. Yeah. Yeah, so the first game, the first day, we'll be going up there and playing two games, and then go back up the second day for a uh, championship. Okay, so good deal. Well, coach, again, uh, congratulations on the big win um, Friday night. I think that might be just what this club needs to springboard them on a on a nice little run here, heading right into the tournament. Yep, I certainly hope so. All right, well, coach, thanks for uh, your time, and we look forward to seeing you again down the road. All right, thank you, appreciate it. All right, that was head coach of Milan basketball with us coach matthew pickerel big win uh friday night against uh east central uh, i asked him uh when he came in if the kids were still riding high he thought yeah a few of them feet hadn't touched the ground just yet but you can understand why coach's corner will continue right after this on country 103.9 wrbi and on your smartphones using the free tuning app search wrbi what the fumella have you tried the new fumella a smoked mozzarella cheese from ison's family pizza it's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Give the gift of life. Give blood. Whether it goes to an accident victim or a premature baby, the need for blood is constant. Join Margaret Mary Health and Hawksworth Blood Center for a blood drive on Tuesday, January 10th from 8 to 5 in a donor bus outside the hospital. Before donating, be sure to eat a healthy meal and drink plenty of fluids. To schedule an appointment, call 1-800-830-1091. That's 1-800-830-1091. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, 
connecting at the speed of light. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner continues here on Country 103.9 WRBI. We want to thank our sponsors once again for making this broadcast possible, including Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. We just spoke with Coach Matt Pickerel of Milan Boys Basketball, and uh, those guys had a tough assignment there last week, a back-to-back Thursday, Friday night, Batesville and East Central. Batesville game got away from them there in the second half, but I again, I cannot tell you uh, enough how impressed I was with the quick turnaround and the come out, um, not with their heads held held low, and just really fight, 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 and get that win against East Central. I think it will go a long way to propel their season. But now join us on the program like we like to end these each and every week. We've got Aaron Garrett, head coach of Batesville Boys Basketball, the aforementioned Batesville basketball team that um, handed uh, Milan their loss on Thursday night. In fact, you two had two games this week. Um, It's just interesting how all this intertwines. You played Milan uh, in game one, played East Central game two. But you can walk away and say you got a win on both nights. Let's uh, let's start with with Milan a little bit. Um, a great game, of course. Any game that you win and you come out healthy is a great game. Um, but it looked seemed like it was uh, maybe a tale of of two halves. Milan really came out um, and really gave you guys your best punch. But uh, credit to uh, the squad, they didn't run and hide. They didn't shy away from the challenge. Came right back at them in the third quarter and turned things around. Yeah, I would agree, and I, I caught some of your interview coming up here to Coach's Corner with, with Coach Pickerel. Congratulations to Milan going from a, a very experienced, successful coach and Coach Combs and, mm-hmm. and selecting Matt to be their next head coach. They're in good hands. Yeah, I was impressed with his preparation, the, the game plan, and even handling this this interview. Very, very impressive. So no doubt those, those kids are coached well. And sometimes you have a young team. Yeah, there's growing pains, but there's also the um, – just the freedom to play because they're they don't feel pressure yet right and those young guys from Milan really really came out and played hard i thought we were uneven a little bit the first half and, and you take out a starter from our group of sam johnson who would, who was coming off a game where he hit five threes and then we were struggling to to get anything going from outside and they did a good job on our bigs inside and not a uh, not a very good play call by me at the end of the half kind of let them we tackled a bit too early. I got too, a little bit too aggressive, and then they were able to hit a three at the end of the at the end of the buzzer to take all the momentum with them in the mm-hmm. locker room. So as I as I told the guys in the locker room, hey, that's my bad. You guys helped pick me up, and, and we made some adjustments. The the main adjustment was let's let's go ahead and pick up this pace in terms of our pressure, and make a concentrated effort to play with more confidence, get inside touches, get get some post touches, and from there play through a Cole Pride, play through a Jack Ruckmeyer. and I thought Kate did a better job too of of attacking in the in this in the second half just in terms of his dribble penetration and he can also shoot it so as teams try to to give him a step because of that that speed downhill he can also hit the three-pointer like he showed saturday night and 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 even that pull up and gus gus really did a nice job running the show for us in terms of 
until a couple of just late turnovers when, when Milan was really picking up their pressure and scrambling. Gus had six assists and no turnovers. He finished the game with six assists to two turnovers, which is outstanding. Mm-hmm. As a point guard, your goal is always if you can get to that two-to-one threshold assist to turnover, that's good. You get to three-to-one and higher, that's rarefied error. So Gus and his running mate there, Carson Laker, did some good things for us offensively and defensively. And Carson's a guy who can really – just his lateral speed. He's a really mm-hmm. good soccer player. So that's that comes in very handy on the basketball floor because mm-hmm. he, right, he's undersized and, and Gus is too. But you can use that to your advantage in terms of getting up and under guys. And really, I wouldn't not want to have to play guard and handle the ball against those two guys yeah. in terms of their lateral quickness, how low the ground they can get, and their determination. So on the road, we've had we've had teams lose that game before where you come out on a Thursday night and things are shaky. You're in the middle of finals week. You're down a starter. All the momentum's in the home team locker room at halftime. So really, really pleased in terms of how we came out and, and definitely responded to the third quarter. Got a little sloppy in the fourth, and they were able to get into within a couple possessions of us. But at that point, with our defense and a lead, when when our defense gets a lead, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Now we have to clean up some of the turnovers, and we're, doing, we're trending definitely the better direction. Mm-hmm. We had close to 20 turnovers the first couple, three games, and now we've been to, to 12 and 10 turnovers here in the last couple so that, that's trending well for us. Um, uh, the other thing uh, that kind of jumped off the page there in that Milan game, um, I want to talk about the mental aspect of the game in that Milan in that first half, their energy level was here, Batesville energy level here, somewhat lower. But they really did an amazing job in that third quarter of matching uh, the energy level of, of the opponent. Is that a... a a point of uh, of coaching. Uh, talk talk to me about how that came about. You're, you're spot on, especially in the half court defense. When I went back and watched the film, broke it down. The first half, our guards weren't very good at the top of our zone, and our forwards weren't very good in our zone. And that puts that puts Big Smooth there in the middle with a lot to handle. And, and Cole Pride in the middle, he was. Uh, I, I would say he wasn't as active as he could be. So it took us a little bit of a while to, to get up to, like you said, the the energy that the Milan kids were playing with. Mm-hmm. And just some minor tweaks in our zone. We, we left the middle to Cole Pride, so it really allowed our guards and our forwards to be more active. And you saw the whole energy level just, just raise. Right. And part of that, too, is making it an 84-foot game instead of, of just being in the half-corner zone, I think, definitely helped us. We're, we were only five deep that night in terms of our typical rotation, but I felt like we could continue to wear down the Milan team in terms of just their, their, their youth. Mm-hmm. And, Terrence, I'd, I'd be amiss if I didn't um, – talk about chris lewis and Braden maple oh yeah guys thank that, you thank you yeah two guys that came in and and gave us some different things i know some defensive possessions for me stand out with with chris and good he gave us a spark with his energy mm-hmm. and Braden maple may have made the two best post entry passes to to get us some solid looks so for chris as a junior he set out most of last year as he was ailing from an injury rejoined us this year and then, and then Braden's a freshman right he was playing eighth grade basketball this time last year so to be thrown in some of those those situations and it happened again Saturday night for Chris really really proud of those two and they go out and they, they play like crazy for JV mm-hmm. and the JV got two important wins led by those two young men and to come in and play spot minutes when called on for varsity is is impressive and will serve them well and our program well as we go forward uh, agreed I, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that out we even mentioned it on air um, Chris Lewis gave you some solid, solid minutes there uh, in that third, and and may have been the spark uh, that got things turned around. But uh, it was it was fun to watch uh, watch him play. It'll be fun to see him continue to progress in his and in, in his journey. 
So that was Thursday night. You got the victory. Then come Saturday. Now, not to mention, it could have been easy for Thursday to be a trap game if you're looking forward to playing East Central. Um, they're obviously having a, a, a down year. We've talked about all the reasons that could lead into it, the, the longer football season. Um, Coach Disbro was here, and he talked about uh, that was even further complicated by illnesses and sicknesses, and they've just um, – uh, you combine that with a very, very young team. So their season may not be starting the way they wanted. And so no doubt you see it on your schedule. Your eyes get big. You get ready to play. You guys go into the uh, the Coliseum, as I like to call it. Don't know why that hasn't caught on yet. But anyway, you guys go into the Coliseum, um, and you get the victory. You do what you have to do uh, to get that game done. Very competitive early. Uh, looked like it was going to end up being one of those <laughs> – traditional Batesville East Central defensive struggles, not a lot of scoring. Um, but then it started to loosen up and open up there in uh, the second half. Uh, the, I saw, uh, we noticed, we talk about it on air, we noticed a, a change in that zone, moving Kaiser to the front part of the zone. And with that big, long wingspan that he had, seemed to affect uh, East Central uh, offensively, which led to some some quick and easy baskets. Yeah, with Saturday's, you and I talked about after Thursday's game. I knew having coached against Coach Disbro, I knew what we were in for. I don't know if the kids accurately knew in terms of what to expect. And interesting game because the Gus, Gus Prickle starts out by hitting a three. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And, and to back up, East Central started off in his own as if I were them, if I were their coaching staff, I would have done the exact same thing. Right. Really try to take away Cole and, and Jack inside. And make us have to bomb away from outside and hurt him. And we start off the game with Gus hitting a three. Mm-hmm. I think the end of the first quarter was 7-5, so a choppy game. And part of that's our own doing in terms of the guys place this defense sometimes so well. It's going to take an opponent 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute. And not that, not that East Central is trying to hold the ball, right. but just in terms of not finding a, a crease or an opening in that zone to even get a look off. And then at, then at half, it's it's still close. Yeah. We go in at halftime, and, and we decide to go ahead and pick up the pressure at that point, even though it's the back end of a double. Get, guys, let's get, let's get after it. And, and that's where you talk about Cade. Cade is at the point of our 1-2 one, uh, one, two, two press. That's a tough job because he has to go from there side to side, mm-hmm. and he is long and athletic. Those, those two little shifty guards are there in the middle. We had Sam Johnson back on Saturday, so that helped as far as giving us the, the, other, the body we're used to. And, and we, we created more tempo. Yeah. And Cade's had to get from the point of that zone to a to a wing in our half court zone, so he's got to cover a lot of feet. Yeah. And Terrence, what I what I, what I told the guys tonight on film and, and whatnot, Sunday morning in my classroom watching that game back, obviously some of our turnovers that were lack of days ago, at least at least half of them were absolutely unforced. But in the first half and even through the third quarter, we missed wide open threes. Mm-hmm. We missed shots right at the rim. And that can be dispiriting. Yeah. I think for the game, we finished at maybe 36% and still got a way to win. Right. And that's through sheer effort and absolutely through a lot of good defensive play. And there were Sunday morning, I just found myself watching the film and just when it's all in unison and concert like they were, and that takes all five guys. Cause I don't right. care how hard four guys play. If, if one guy's out of position or one guy's not working as hard as he can with the other four, you'll be exposed, yeah. especially against a well-coached team like East Central and at the varsity level. So it absolutely takes all five, and, and Saturday was a clinic in terms of just how well these guys were playing, talking, moving, hands up, checking out, getting rebounds. Um, it helped in the first quarter. Uh, Cole Pride, I think, himself had four blocks. Kate mm-hmm. had one. Yep. 
I think we finished the game with 11 blocks. So you saw, even from your vantage point on the radio, that second half, they'd get in the paint, and they would kind of look at the rim, but then it was going back out. Yeah. So really did a nice job of, of sealing off our inside at the basket. So fast forward, we um, Gus hit that early three. I think Big Smooth hit a three in the first half. Sammy, our marksman, he, he ended up going over five for the game. Mm-hmm. But Sam had a big possession in the second quarter where where we did not do a good enough job. And I challenge you guys tonight two things. I don't think our big guys posted hard enough to get post looks. Yeah. we got to work harder. Yeah. And then our, our perimeter guys, and I'll, I'll start with Cade, they've got to get in those gaps. Mm-hmm. And not that they have to get in there and get a shot off or even score, but they have to get in those gaps, come to the jump stops, make the appropriate decision to shift the zone. So I could tell them what, what turns our zone inside out when guys are penetrating or the pass gets in there. There's a post-touch. We're right. playing inside out at that point. Where Sam Johnson did make a big play was, you know, that second quarter he caught it, raised and ripped the ball, and then right down went right down the heart of their zone and got a, got a layup in. Mm-hmm. And at that point, points were very, very hard to come by. So go to the third quarter. It's back and forth. We're down 24-22. We had the last possession. Yeah. And you've been in FR games this year to know. We've talked about we had not gotten the point yet where we had, had done a very good job at closing out quarters. Right. So at this point, Cole Pride now has three fouls. Mm-hmm. He is subbed out. And with 45 seconds left, I'm like, we're, we'll just take the last shot. And that way we're not, we're not exposing um, Cole any more foul trouble. Right. Um, and the guys ran it. We ran it well. Carson Laker finds himself with the ball in his hands. We do an overload play. It's going to go from Carson, Carson relayed to the guy overloading the corner or a look inside. Right. So Carson makes it gets passed to Carson as, as Gus dribbled it up. And the clock's running down. So proud of the sophomore for having the, the mental aspect of time and score. And, and Carson had missed a couple threes, and they weren't guarding him. Right. So Coach Disbro very loud from the sideline was saying, hey, don't guard him. Play off, play off, which is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that, and we prepared Carson for that. So, But he steps up in that moment and shoots, hits, uh, I firmly believe, the shot of the basketball Oh, yes. Because it puts us down two to up one, and we also have the ball to start the quarter. And I told him at the, um, at the third quarter break, hey, now we have to start this next quarter off. We get a bucket here, extend this lead even a possession or two, and now our defense really comes into play. Right. And the guys did a really great job of, of scoring. We were up 13 with a minute seven left and then got sloppy the ball a couple times and ended up being 10. Now, Terrence, the job is how do we make that a, a full game effort? And, and again, you got to give credit to the opponent. Yeah. East Central did what they had to do to stay in the basketball game. We missed some shots that we're going to have to start to make to, to, to continue to win the games we want to win. But really, really pleased with the guys all the way through the roster. Um, Braden Maple did not get any time on Saturday, but still is an important part of this thing. Chris Lewis played a couple of whistles that were important. Yep. Um, Sam Johnson looked like a kid that had been out for, for four and a half days, mm-hmm. but still got in there. was a warrior for us because both Jack and Cole probably get four fouls. Yeah. And I rolled the, the dice with Cole in the first half. I rolled it with both of them. When Jack got his fourth, he stayed in. Cole went in it with four. And they played wise. They played smart. But Sam had to play some extended minutes. And Sam does a great job of small things. But when they started to pressure Slade, he's a great pivoter and passer in the in the full court. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get rattled very easily. So, um, but really happy with, with the guys all the way through in terms of we, we did a great job rebounding with, with Cade, Jack, um, Cole Pride and then Sam all, all signed the rebounding ball, which is a stat we track and you have to hit certain stats to be able to sign that rebounding ball. And then just the play, again, 
very, very happy with Gus and, and Carson out there at the front of that zone because they're covering a lot of ground. The forwards doing their part and then big, big smooth clamping down the middle. It was beautiful to watch and so proud of the guys. Yeah, it, it, it really was. The defensive effort, I think, in that uh, third and fourth quarter, when East Central, you know, they're, they're a sense of urgency now. They're charging back, trying to stay into this in this game. And Grunk, Grunkemeyer and uh, Pride with four fouls didn't shy away from their defensive assignments. And I thought that was impressive and showed some growth um, from where it may have been earlier in the season. Um, it, it was it was a it was a good game to watch, um, especially from the aspect when you think about you and uh, Coach Disbrough. You guys been in the same place for a long time, um, no strangers to one another. How fun is that when you when you're coaching against a guy that's been doing it just as long as you've been doing it in the same place, year after year after year? So Coach Desbro, he I think he's in his twenty fifth year. I want to say twenty third. Yeah. So I remember as a young assistant for Coach Seifert, seeing that young guy at the other end of the gymnasium on that sideline, and he's always been in my mind has been known. He's always going to have his kids ready with a game plan. Mm-hmm. They're going to run really good offensive sets that are hard to guard. They're going to take away some of the things that you want to do, and that's what he did Saturday. Um, he is a dogged competitor, and his kids his kids display that. I try not to say much to officials, but I can't let him dominate the officials because he, he's, <laughs> he's solid at that too because um, he just he competes so hard. Yeah. So as I've gotten to know him better through the years, and don't ask me how 15 years has went by with me as head coach and now, and he's in that 23rd year. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fun because I respect the heck out of him. Right. Right. I mean, and it's, he's, I know we've got to work hard to match him. And on that note, as I watch back film too, my my coaching staff is top notch. Yeah. When when we're coaching and that and and they're all they are dialed in the game plan. Um, this was Coach Gellert's scout specifically, but Coach Allen, Coach Gurkin, they're all talking. They're they're coaching kids as they come up. They're coaching kids on the floor because we don't sub very often. Mm-hmm. But just the chatter and talking that goes on, that's just a small glimpse into the preparation that takes place on a practice floor. Mm-hmm. And Terrence, it always hasn't been that way in my coaching career, partly my fault, not giving the assistant coaches enough delegation to do the job they can do well. Right. But man, this, this group of coaches, I, I love going to battle with them. I thought that was on display on Saturday night too, just in terms of suggestions they were giving me, things that came up at halftime that we discussed, some changes we made. And, and ultimately, the kids knowing that they're going to be challenged, they're going to be pushed, we expect greatness out of them, but they're loved a heck of a lot too. Right. So putting all that together, We've had some frustrating games on in December at down at East Central, so it's, I don't care what what it says on paper in terms of, of what Coach Disbro is trying to do. He's going to have his kids ready, so it's always to walk. It's always good to walk out of there with with a win. Ripley County tournament right around the corner. The draw's already been made. Um, who do you guys open up against? So I'll give you a, a quick snapshot. Some maybe people that weren't listening on on Saturday when you and I talked. We we've got the game against Union County tomorrow. Yep. And it's been an NBA stretch here with, with starting Thursday, Thursday, Saturday, tomorrow. The kids are taking finals. Quite a few of our kids work. Yeah. So just impressive dudes handling it all. So we've got that game at home. If fans haven't seen this team play yet and they want to see a group that just plays really, really hard together, I encourage you to come out and support these guys tomorrow night at, at Batesville. Then they're going to have Wednesday through Christmas off. Okay. So it'll, it'll be, I think, five days off their feet. And, and some of them need it. I know, I know Cole's battling some, some ankles have been tweaked. Guys are they're, they're just tired. I'm tired. Sure. I'm not running up and down the floor. Sure. Right. So happy to, to get to them to break. 
hopefully, if this weather event doesn't happen on Friday, we'll be taking a taking them over to IU to watch an IU basketball game to expose them to college basketball. Then we come back. We have our Batesville tournament, mm-hmm. which is on that the thirtieth. Or we'll see Waldron, who returns two dynamic players that can really score the ball. And then we'll see either North Harrison or James County. Both are good. Luke Fave at, at North Harrison's a really high-level coach. Coach Land's doing a great job at James County. James County is – I think they're still undefeated, aren't they? They are, and they're they're moving up that as far as getting votes to be ranked overall in the state. Mm-hmm. And they are a firehouse yeah. in terms of they got those guards that were young guards last year that can fill it up. So that'll be a, a test of wills if we match up against them, and a test of pace, a test of discipline. And then we get to Ripley County Attorney. And we drew Jacksonville in the second game on that Wednesday night. And been uh, Coach Bowman and I are friends. He's a former Batesville Bulldog head coach over at Jacksonville. Does a great job. And, and they, they'll, continue to, they'll continue to get better because he's replacing two 1,000-point scorers from the same team. Yeah, It's a monumental effort to replace one, let alone two. So his group is, is getting more and more comfortable with their roles. He's tweaking his lineup and rotation. So we'll have our hands full as we go in the Ripley County Tourney. It's going to be, and I know you'll do a preview show, so I won't say much right now, but as we get there, it's going to, it's going to be wide open for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that Milan team, Matt's going to continue to get them better as Coach Beach at South Ripley continues to get his system in and, and those sophomores. He's got two really dynamic sophomores and good pieces to go around them. And then, obviously, we have Jackson Dell. We've already faced them once. That'll be a that'll be a nice matchup. And then whatever happens in the, to whoever gets to the championship game is going to be another great matchup, and which is Ripley County Tourney Basketball. It's, it's a great, great tournament, and it's so special to be a part of. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Coach, congratulations on the two wins last week. Look forward to a whole lot more. Um, and since I won't talk to you before, then happy holidays. Yeah, same to everybody else that listens and follows. It's amazing in this community that how many people tune into Coach's Corner. You guys and you at you as the host and WRBI broadcasting it. It's awesome to allow us to talk about kids and talk about the different athletes in different schools around the area. So just wish everybody a healthy and happy uh, holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and just had a healthy peace um, with what's been going around. And let's hope we're all not we're all not snowed in over the weekend. <laughs> no doubt, Coach. Thanks so much for the time, and we will talk to you later on down the road. We've got just uh, a few more minutes here left with Coach's Corner. Let's take a quick break, come back, and wrap things up on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have breadsticks nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 
docs or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, the quality care you want, close by. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ice's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. As Coach's Corner continues, we want to thank our sponsors, Hurt and Elko, Decatur County Memorial Hospital, and the aforementioned Ison's Family Pizza. Man, what a great show we had here tonight on Coach's Corner. Uh, the thing that just really stuck out to me is you heard these coaches talking um, and giving praise to one another. You heard uh, Coach Garrett talking about how impressed he was with Coach Pickerel. You heard uh, Coach uh, Disbro talking about how much he enjoyed going up against Coach Garrett and how that these coaches in this area are all friends and they do things together outside of of, uh, of basketball, but yet they still remain um, competitive. And I got to tell you, as a person that's lived in different communities throughout the country, not just the state, I can tell you that doesn't that's not the case everywhere. Um, this little corner of the world, this little corner in southeastern Indiana is definitely special and hopefully that came across the air to you guys when you heard those gentlemen speak now speaking of special i want to take a quick time out here and uh shed some light and and uh shine some light on some incredible um athletes former athletes if you would that were just inducted into the north decatur 2023 hall of fame class they were announced here recently the induction ceremony will take place on saturday january 14th there'll be a reception in honor of the inductees and that'll begin at 5 p.m at the high school cafeteria um there are three members um in this year's class uh starting off with doug bowman of class of 1999 uh, Doug, in fact, was the 1999 Male Athlete of the Year. Um, he had 10 varsity letters throughout his career. Um, he was the first-time All-State football player in 1989 and a 1988 sectional champion in basketball. Um, he finished his career in the top three in career scoring for rebounding for Charger basketball. Also being inducted is... Uh, uh, Marsha Miller then, but now Kent. Uh, Marsha, graduating class of 1978. She was a three-sport athlete and earned 10 varsity letters throughout her career. All conference honors in all three of her sports. That would be volleyball, track, and basketball. She also qualified um, for the regional in track. And after graduation, Marsha went on to Marion College, where she continued her athletic career. She was a four-year starter in both basketball and volleyball. And here's a name that should be familiar to WRBI listeners, the coach, Gary Sully, also being inducted, uh, coach for 34 years uh, there at North Decatur. 
coached football, basketball, and baseball, won five conference championships and two sectional championships, and was named Coach of the Year. Uh, we tap into my LeBron James here. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Six times he was uh, he earned that honor. Um, he is the all-time winningest baseball coach in North Decatur history with 228 wins. In addition to coaching, he was a teacher, an assistant athletic director, and the athletic director as well there at North Decatur. So congratulations to those three former athletes. You will be enshrined in the hall. And again, that ceremony will take place on Saturday, January 14th. Again, a special thanks to all of our participants on the show today. Um, uh, thank you to Dave Disbro, and good luck to them as they continue their tough outer conference play here in the coming weeks. Uh, Coach Michael Weiler with Batesville Archery, and good luck wrangling those 200-plus kids, and uh, we look forward to big things from them as they um, made the name known on the state level last year. We'll see if, if they can't get back there as well. Um, congratulations to head coach Matthew Pickerel and the Milan Indians. Uh, big victory there over East Central, and they're going to use that to springboard. Uh, you heard it here. They expect to go to that Ripley County tournament, and they have only one expectation. That's to come home with a trophy. Um, you you got to love that swagger. Uh, you've got to love that approach and that attitude. Uh, and then, of course, finish things off with Coach Aaron Garrett two wins this past week they've got a couple of tournaments as well and they'll be looking um to perform well in uh, the ripley county tournament as well we'll thank our sponsors again ice and family pizza garings fleetwood chevrolet buick george's pharmacy and medical equipment great plains communications bruns gutswiler margaret mary health batesville chrysler dodge jeep sei fiber by southeastern indiana rmc hurt and elko and the decatur county memorial hospital so for all of us here at WRBI, including John Heil at the station, thank you, sir, for producing another wonderful broadcast. And uh, for everyone else from WRBI, since this will be the last time we will speak, uh, of course, uh, the holiday coming this weekend, and we will take next Monday off, and then we'll be right back at it um, the Monday after that. So no Coach's Corner next week, but we will be back on Monday January the 2nd. That's when we will have our big uh, preview show of the Ripley County Tournament. Thanks so much for joining us this evening again. We hope that you and yours have a very, very merry Christmas and holiday season. And thanks for listening to Coach's Corner. And enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.